I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, yeah. Okay, welcome to episode three. Or it could be episode two, depending on how bad episode two was, because I'm kind of getting... Anyway, listen, here's the thing. Unfortunately, Hannah, my beautiful ex-wife and sidekick, can't be here because she is in Poland. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, So Hannah is in Poland because her cousin, unfortunately, died uh, a few days ago. Um, But uh, I am here with my young princes, Jack, Prince Jack and Prince Daniel. Hi. Hello. These guys are the future of Ireland. Oh, yeah, Jack was saying that he was thinking about, or I was saying maybe Jack should uh, do an intro, like an MMA intro to the actual podcast. Like a top secret intro? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Max Savage Podcast. Well, no, that's not the name of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's why we're not together without the main co-host, the best podcast in the world, ran by the best comedian in the world, David Max Savage. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. A um, little bit of mic technique there. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, thanks very much. Unfortunately, Hannah cannot be here, like I said. Uh, but uh, okay, so uh, we were watching the World Cup, guys. So you're going to have to join in now, yeah? You, we were watching yeah, the World Cup. Cool. Did you, did you watch it? Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, I think the two best teams are in the final. So that's cool. That's really great. Don't France, you think it's weird that Don't you think it's weird that in a country that has criminalized homosexuality people aren't that as bother, bothered as I thought they would be. You know, in other words, people's love of football obviously supersedes any worry worry about human rights abuses. Football. Yeah, well, a lot of things have been overlooked, I think, yeah. Yeah, football brings people together. Um and you know, you just forget about things when you're playing football. That's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, really? people have turned a blind eye to loads of things in this World Cup. <laughs> like, yeah, go on, like what? Um, 
So FIFA has placed the World Cup in Qatar. So it's FIFA putting the World Cup in Qatar. And it right. seems like a crazy place, by the way, to put, to have a f- football games on because it's so hot. They have to play the games at like 10 p.m. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. Or is that is that because of uh, uh, because the rest of the world want to watch the games too? No, it's it's because of the heat, the heat in the yeah. country. That's why it's in winter and it's not in summer. So obviously, the Qataris paid FIFA huge amounts of money. So FIFA are a very, if not mm. corrupt, but just incredibly greedy no they're corrupt oh they're corrupt 100 percent, they're corrupt but the interesting thing the narrative going on is like you know qatar in qatar it's you know obviously as western people people who live in the west we we find it strange that uh homosexuality isn't allowed but it's a very uh colonial thing isn't it to kind of look at other countries with different cultures and whether or not it's good or bad morally to say like they need to change with our kind of uh, morality. Morality, and then I think the people we should be most criticizing is maybe not Qatar itself, but FIFA, because FIFA are the organization that have sanctioned the the World Cup. You know? So yeah, FIFA FIFA just went where the money was, and the people who paid the most were the Qataris, and because they were, okay. Um, uh, but it is so. Were you, is can we talk about the games? Because you guys are really into football. Yeah, totally. I mean, <clears throat> I think uh, the two best teams are in the finals, so that's that's really cool. I mean, it should make a good final, so that'd be great. <laughs> Who's who? Who will be who will be in the final? Uh, it'll be Argentina and uh, France. Oh yeah, I really wanted old Morocco to to win. I was very sad that Morocco didn't win. You know, because you know Moroccans. Yeah, well, it's the first time uh, an African team got to the semi-final, so that's pretty big achievement. So I spent a month of my life in Air Food there a few years ago. I was on a film with Rafe Fiennes and Jessica Chastain, and the film was called The Forgiven. And we spent a month in um, a hotel called Massandoya, which was really cool to spend that much time with all those actors. You know, although we did, I didn't, ha- I didn't hang out with Rafe Fiennes. I did meet. I did sit down with him once, though, and I asked him about the scene he did in Schindler's List, because he uh, played uh, a guy called Amon Getz, which was one of the the most the the scariest villains ever portrayed on screen, to be quite honest. And um, I asked him about. It. I don't know. Should I talk about? Should I talk? Is these is this the kind of thing you should talk about on a podcast? Uh, well, I, the film's out, so I think that's okay, isn't it? Like, the, it's already. I know. I think. I think we should just speak and not analyze not worry. it. Okay, analyze okay, it every okay. two minutes. You know. So there was a particular scene in Schindler's List, and Ray Fiennes played this guy called Amon Goetz, who was a real Amon Goetz or whatever. Who was a real guy. He was a commandant in Auschwitz, and there was a scene where he walks into this little factory in the uh, in in the concentration camp, and one of the inmates was making hinges. And um, for for whatever reason, the machines were getting recalibrated, so there weren't enough hinges in the basket. And so, when Ray Fine's character comes into the uh, factory, he looks at the basket, and not, not there's not there should, there's not enough hinges there because the, the factory worker has been there for hours. So he lo- he kind of yeah, look at the hinges and the time you've been here, and and so he says, uh, okay, can you just make me a hinge, and just that. Uh, very sort of innocent 
phrase, make me a hinge, is really the inmate's death sentence. But just the casual nature of his uh, evil it was it was incredibly well portrayed. And uh, just that phrase, make me hinge. And then I asked him about that uh, particular scene. And, you know, I said, well, you know, were you talking to Steven Spielberg? Did you go over it a lot? And he said, no, 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 we were just... Uh, you know, just you know, I was very well rehearsed and knew what to do. Did a did a few takes, and that was it. Brilliant. I, I think that's nice. a very, is that a very long and boring story? Probably is. Well, I, I kind of liked it. Okay, <laughs> it's a great scene though, and it's actually uh, a real scene. Mm. Uh, and the that's right. It's a real scene because after the, your man asked him to make him a hinge, he he made it really quickly, and then he realized he should the ba the basket should have been full of hinges, and so because. He thought your man was the because Rafe Fine's character thought the inmate was slacking off. He he took him out and, and was going to summarily execute him. Execute him. He takes him out, um, and he, he takes out his gun. Gun jams doesn't work. And he, and but he, again, it's like he's behaving like it's not a gun. It's like a lighter, and he's trying to light a cigarette. He's 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 about to take a man's life. He's got a gun in his hand, and he's and he's. Click, and he's gone. So, what's there's something wrong with this fucking gun? I mean, and then he, oh yeah, and then he borrows his his uh, the, his, yeah, his, his other other his gun, lieutenant's his gun. lieutenant's gun. Yeah. So, just give me a fucking, give me your lighter, give me your gun, <laughs> and he just lines him up. Click, fuck me, and you know, you know, and of course the guy's on his knees, wait, you know, waiting to get a yeah, bullet he, in the back of his head. He's more annoyed at the gun, at the actual gun malfunctioning. Then he is annoyed at the guy for not making enough hinges, which uh, just shows how, which is a great uh, yeah, description. A, 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 it reveals just how little they they thought of, or just how they just didn't see them as hu human beings. They didn't. Is the this a, is this a good segue to talk about uh, Kanye West? <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think of uh, Kanye West, boys? Lads, men, men. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he uh, was talking about Hitler, and <laughs> was he talking about Hitler? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was saying, uh, "What was he saying about Hitler?" He was saying, "If if I met Hitler, like we we'd be boys." <laughs> what did he say? He's like, "If I met Hitler, like we'd be friends." When did something. he say that? I don't know. Um, Jesus, Jack, is that uh, your phone? Who is it? I actually don't know who it is. Should I? Yeah, answer it. Put it on speakerphone. Okay. Put it okay. on speakerphone. <laughs> Are we on speakerphone? Uh, hello? Oh, no. Uh, I, ne I never called. Sorry. Did you hear that? Adam has called from you earlier. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, pervert. Okay, sorry. So, what did what did Kanye West say about Hitler? Do you want? I, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get direct quotes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But uh, listen, I, I here's the thing. Uh, Kanye West is clearly in the throes of mental illness, and he's he's on. You know, when you're bipolar, you're. Well, according to Kanye West, he's not. Yeah. Well, no, no. According to Kanye West, he he might be a little bit autistic. That's what he said. Might be a little bit autistic. Go, what? Just just give me the quotes that um, 
uh what's his name so Kanye was on the alex jones podcast and he he actually made alex jones uncomfortable which is interesting so he says i see good things about hitler i love jewish people okay. but i also love nazis yeah yeah there's no there's no context context where that kind of statement is uh you know is good obviously but um well, this is the interesting thing as well. He said, every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Yeah, well, come on. Because the auto, so, I mean, you autobahn could, was you, created under Hitler. Yeah, it, it's like it Hitler had a good relationship with his dog, Goldie. Yeah. You know, then, then, you know, it's like saying, oh, well, he wasn't all bad. Uh, well, I've seen a lot of his posts and what he's put up. And um, to me, it just looks like someone who's maybe going through some kind of psychosis maybe i don't know or just like a continuous sort of elevated feeling of highness or whatever and um you know maybe he's not like fully in control of himself yeah 100 percent. i mean it's it's like um it's the same it's this it's this it's in the same area as x factor contestants who are auditioning and you're basically watching someone Who's not well? Who's saying things like I'm sure when he d- when he does get well, it'll be like you, you know it's the same way when you're drinking, and then a few days later you think back to the things you did and the things you said and you're going, oh Jesus Christ, what what did I just say? And I think it's it's kind of but it 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 creates controversy controversy and, and content. But you can't yeah, anything but, uh, you say. Anything you say, the something, the Jews, the pro. You can't make wide, broad, sweeping statements among people who are eth- who are Jewish. There's there, there's every we're we're all oh Christ. Yeah, but like if 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 Kanye West was like um, you know uh, not so famous and he was just some guy on the street like or whatever saying all this stuff, he'd he'd be uh, probably hospitalized. You know, hundred percent. And yeah. then, but because he's famous. Mm. You know, uh, when you talk about Shane O'Connor, though, you 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 like Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, you you like Sinead O'Connor, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) You're a bit bit biased. Well, I'm just I'm just saying that like professional. It was in the papers and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, (laughs) that we fancied each other. Um, the the um, Sinead O'Connor could have been our stepmother, you know. Oh Jesus! (laughs) Wow, what a privilege. Um. But I'm just saying that, uh, like I have seen, you know, you know, there's this uh, TV show in the UK called Question Time. Yeah. And you see professional politicians on there, right, who I don't agree with, like Nigel Farage. And then you have um, like Russell Brand or Eddie Izzard, who I do agree with. And I do agree with their ideology and their points of view. But the they get very elevated they get very in other words the thing about nigel farage is he comes across as very reasonable which 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 uh professional politicians like they know how to handle if you if you say something if you say something to eddie Izzard that he doesn't like and he get he, he gets all freaked out and blah 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 and it just even though i agree with what eddie Izzard is saying he just doesn't it the point that he's trying to make it doesn't come across as well as at the point I don't agree with, 
where it's, you know, Nigel Farage, you know, well, yeah, you know, blah, 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 and it's very reasonable, and he comes across, and it sounds okay, and he's just very, you know, so that, that's what I mean, that's his area, professional politicians, that's their area of expertise. Yeah, so it's like almost down to accents or something, or like how he's, just how he sounds, you know. Yeah, he just, he, he just. He sounds posh and sort of reasonable and. So if you want to come across, like I guess, in one of these panel shows as being, you know, I don't know. Guys, but g- generally when celebrities get involved with sharing their opinions and everything, people find it a bit weird because generally they're not uh, grounded in reality, you know, and they have this kind of fairy tale idea. It's like uh, Gal Gadot doing that, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Imagine, oh, yeah, it's funny. People. Like, like, was there nobody around Gal Gadot? That's an interesting one because, but like, you know, like in other words, you know, if I was doing that, you know, I'd probably look at you guys. No, you, Jack, you'd probably say, I know it's grand, yeah. <laughs> like, was there nobody around Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, who said to her, No, that's a really bad idea? I imagine she has kind of an echo chamber where she's like, Oh, this is gonna really empower people and help people, you mm. know. She, I'm sure she, purely well, that's well. Yeah, sorry. Joking. Purely out of her good heart, she did it, I'm sure. You know, and people are saying, yeah, you know. Well, well, that's the thing. Um, we look up to actors, we as as a people, as a public, really uh, attach a huge significance and power and importance to actors. But they, in in turn, believe it themselves, I think. And, and, and it's a trick that is played on us, the public, and they play with, because, you know, they're in these hu- amazing scenes and films and they have the the perfect sentences and words written for them, right? Um, The actors are not speaking their words. It's not their lines. They learned those from a script written by a talented scriptwriter. And then we we are tricked into believing (laughs) that, you know, Gal Gadot is kind of, you know, a bit Wonder Woman-y, but she's just a... Uh, a person with defects but she believed she drank her own she she drank her own kool-aid if you know what i'm saying she believed the hype and then she thought like she's so important in people's lives because she sees how people react when she walks into room so she acted accordingly and so she thought by singing uh you know imagine would somehow really cheer everyone up and it had the opposite effect it just made everybody so angry well i think the the one of the lyrics imagine there's no heaven you know that during the time when people thought ever you know people were oh, yeah. dying imagine there's no heaven yeah yeah really? my grandparents have just died <laughs> yeah 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 they've gone to purgatory for the rest of their lives and yeah and that sort of um smug like i'm really you know I'm I'm giving I'm giving my time. I'm so you know thank yeah, thank, it, it, thank it, you. It, She's almost thanking herself on your behalf. It's like kids you know. kids who go over to Africa and like you know take pictures with the children and everything. Mm. You know, and it's it's very um, well, virtue signaling. Is that what people say? Imagine there's no heaven. <laughs> it's easy if you. <laughs> no, it's, it's also these guys. Im- Imagine, imagine <laughs> there's no heaven. Do, do you think her heart's her heart was in the bright place? Do you think you know, or was she just doing that? Just was, uh, her, her ass was in the right place. Last <laughs> well, well, get up, hey, what, hey, what a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry, that was nice. That was um, playful sexism. They d- it, what I just said definitely does not align to my values or my songs. Intergenerational sexism. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, Jack, uh, you were talking about something. Are parasites necessary? <laughs> so, Jack, this is in the absence of Hannah being here. So, I'm leaning heavily on my uh, on on Jack and Daniel. You, you said you said you saw some article that said are parasites necessary? Yeah, well, I was thinking about you know because <coughs> um, I actually had E. coli recently, you know, and th- I'm pretty sure it's something to do with parasites. And uh, how did you get that? Uh, well, I I think. Because I was in Morocco with my mate, and we got stuck on top of a mountain, and uh, oh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, folks. I have to tell you this, right? Like, if you're a father or a mother, um, I think what surprises you about your children when they get to a certain age, they do very risky things. We forget, <laughs> like when I was twenty, I I when I was in my twenties, I just did stuff without, like I I I put myself into risky situations. So my, my son Jack and his mate Tom, they go to Morocco and they go on this mountain trail, right? And they don't have the right gear. It's getting quite cold. They're like climbing up this mountain and it gets dark. And suddenly they think we can't, we don't know how to get back. Because how, how many hours had you been walking for? No, we knew how to get back, but it was too, it was supposedly too j- dangerous because it was very steep. But we'd walked up for about five hours. I think. Five hours? Five hours, yeah. So they're up on they're up on this mountain. Five hours and God, he could have got you know what I mean. And then you stayed you stayed up on the top of the mountain for and twelve you, hours for twelve for hours. for twelve hours. <laughs> yeah, because we thought it would get bright at four a.m. like you know like it does here, but it only got bright at like started getting bright at like seven thirty. So we stayed there from eight p.m. till seven thirty a.m. and it was really it was windy, it was rainy. But it was a great experience, you know. It was a lot of fun. And, yeah. and it's survival. It's and, great. And, and, yeah, Bear Gorillas over here. Yeah. And w- did you light a big fire? We lit two fires. We had one really big fire in front of us. And then, w- so we had, like, this big rock, which was, like, a wind cover. We yeah. didn't have any shelter, but we had this rock. And there was a little, like, crack in the rock, which is, looked like a fireplace. So we had a little fire there. So we were heated up from the, the front and the back. We have pretty sure got like smoke inhalation poisoning because there was so much smoke. Because <laughs> you had to stay like we cooked ourselves because we had to stay warm because we we only had t-shirts and shorts. So, but we got out of it, you know, came out of it alive, which is the main thing. Um, and we have some pictures we can show, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, we'll show them. I'll put them in at a later point. Yeah. Hey, uh, Daniel, do, did you find a video of you streaking across the pitch? Uh, no, it's kind of hard to find. I don't know where to look look exactly. Um, but you you had a two you have a two and a half second thing. Yeah, but it's like it's it's hard to make out. It's uh, it's not really that great. Okay, so are parasites necessary? What is the answer, Jack? Yes or no? By definition, parasites are harmful to their hosts. However, some parasitic infections may have protective effects against other... Oh, yeah, that's not what I want. So consider that parasites play an important role in regulating the populations of their hosts and the balance of the overall ecosystem. That's what I find interesting is uh, that parasites, every single animal, especially mammals, they have parasites, you know? Mm. Like if you uh, hunted uh, a wild 
a meat-eating animal, it would have a parasite called trichinosis, I okay. believe, which comes from raw meat. So if you ever eat an animal that is a carnivorous, you have to make sure that it is completely 100% cooked. Like you can't have a medium or medium rare or whatever. But what about what about when people have that uh, raw meat? What, what is it called, Jack? In France, they have it. Salmonella? No, no. <laughs> no, you know that you know that raw meat when you eat it, um the, the, you know. Oh, um what's it called again? It's marinated or something. It's uh, the the dish with the egg yolk. Yeah. What's it called? But so that's raw meat, isn't it? Yeah, but it's made from the cow, which is uh, not a carnivorous animal. Oh. So, okay. Steak tartare. Steak tartare. Okay, so folks, the uh, advice is if you're eating a carnivorous animal, (laughs) make sure you cook the fucking thing 100 million percent. Oh, but I guess I I, want to go into the topic of uh, parasites like being bad but in a way they're good because they kill uh they kill certain animals certain people but even though that's bad that regulates populations jesus christ so you're saying that uh viruses and parasites are kind of like um a natural uh, culling a method for culling populations well it is jesus isn't it I'm afraid I, I'm I'm worried about you. I I don't know what to say. Daniel, can you jump in there? You, you know, what do you oh, think about that? Well, I I, I just think uh, Christmas is bullshit. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're saying Jack. So yeah, but I I don't think that's what is going on. I think it's a side effect of these things existing. Are you saying the fact that they exist means that they're natural and it's part of uh, the um food chain and ecosystem yeah i think that that is their primary purpose is that there are parasites around because they need to control certain populations if certain populations of animals of animals get too high then other animals uh other animals will become extinct and then other processes that need to happen for example like a like a, a mole burrowing a hole that spreads seeds of different plants. A mole burrowing a hole. Elevation. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't believe I'm the immature one and Jack <laughs> is making a really good point about moles burying s- seeds and all that. Yeah, uh, okay. So it's like a <laughs> chain effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so do you, do you reckon Christmas is bullshit, Jack, Daniel? Yeah, I just think like, you know, you you make your money and then you, everyone has to just buy presents for each other. And it's like... You're only saying that because you don't want to buy presents because you've got no fucking money. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's just, I don't know. It's yeah, but do you like getting presents? Sure, yeah. But like, then I don't know. It's just if there was a different arrangement or something. Well, I think Christmas, um, definitely when you have children, it's a very special time, you know, because kids get, are so into it and you can fill their heads with all kinds of, you know, stories and everything. But it's all lies. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It, it, it is in a way. If, if you're, if you're that, that type of person, you know, that kind of person who Twitter, you know, actually, <clears throat> Christmas, it's all lies. <laughs> well, you know, you, you know, like have a bit of wisdom. Children have incredible imagination. In fact, kids are just like 
imaginations on legs like it's it's hard to screw up a kid's life well i mean a human being's life when they're children because they're they're almost protected their imaginations are like a protection because they they're just so they they live in the world of imagination but yeah do you not think it's like you know the it, teacher like oh yeah santa claus comes once a year and then like at some point they're like oh yeah it's not true is it what yeah, yeah th- this what? amazing this amazing event that, that's been <laughs> built up in your mind you know this magically wonderful thing that sent yeah no it's it's bullshit we, we just made oh, it yeah, up but then not, at a certain age it's not real your 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 reality just your this amazing reality just comes crashing down around you and it's actually just your parents or your uncles and aunties buying you presents do you remember when you uh stopped w- w- did i tell you or did hannah tell you no you find i think i think everyone finds out in school like you know you, so someone there's someone always just some knows. prick someone just knows you know you know i remember remember we had a uh, evelyn who used to mind me and daniel yeah so she was a very devout christian yeah so she uh, me and my friend thomas i remember we we uh we were like debating her that uh, that Santa Claus is real. She was like saying, "No, Santa Claus isn't isn't real," because she was such a devout Christian. She's gonna lie about Santa oh. Claus being uh, fake. But me and Thomas wouldn't believe her. We were saying, oh, "What are you talking? You ridiculous!" Like, do you remember Santa Claus is real? Do you remember Daniel uh, when you? Uh, I think found I found out, out like uh, when I was. I don't know. I think it was in Poland. I think. I think. I don't know. I, I I was young enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. My goodness. Well, we, we that's a, that's a thing. I, I've also um, got like a, a big box of mini DV tapes, and I think um, I might intersperse these podcasts with little clips of you know family events and things like that. But only like Hannah said, make sure they're short. Um. And of course, well, the thing is with with Christmas, uh, it, people get stressed out about it, you know, and it is the fact that, you know, you have to meet up with people that you don't necessarily want to meet up with. You but get very stressed. I get uh, a bit stressed. I do get a bit yeah. stressed out at Christmas. And but but then usually, uh, you know, just the idea of 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 these events is is worse than the actual reality of them. You know, and uh, you you go there and it's fine. You know what I mean. And it 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 also is good that I think we have an event once a year where it does kind of is the is the right word force or just make families come together and meet up. It's always nice at the end. You know, you, yeah. you never regret going, seeing yeah. family and stuff. You know. I just I just yeah I know it's it's I guess when you're an adult and the kids aren't your kids there's just a, a just big blamange of red faced kids <laughs> high on sugar just f- crashing yeah. into her. mommy look at me you Brian did something I find it usually I know it's a, I'm it, being it's 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 better to hang around with the kids than than the have adult. boring conversations. <laughs> I remember when I was really young, like, you know, like four, five, six, seven, and being a kid and looking at adults, right, as a, as a child, looking at adults and just thinking, how boring are adults? Because from a child's perspective, 
adults don't move, they don't play, they don't jump, they don't run. They just stand there and just go and it's all kind of it's all kind of contrived or something whereas you see like when you're a kid you know just you know you're running and you're jumping on a wall and you're trying to balance on the wall let's fucking play pushing each other off the wall yeah you know and climbing a tree or whatever I didn't do that much tree climbing or play whatever chasing and then and then you know you're just jumping around the place and you're doing stuff and you're you know getting your hands dirty you're digging holes you're whatever and then adults uh hello we're having a cheese and wine like my parents used to have cheese and wine even <laughs> cheese and wine very that, sophisticated yeah. that would have been a thing back in the 70s like that would have been quite sophisticated a cheese and wine because you know Imagine it. You imagine just squares of blocks of cheese, you know, on plates. Because that probably wouldn't have been a, a a thing in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that, th- like, when would cheese and wine evenings have first came to Ireland? Like think? these big Irish orcs walking into a room, <laughs> you know, with fucking with 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 uh, red cheddar, <laughs> red cheddar and cheese white strings <laughs> and, and cheese strings and and uh, fucking cocktail strings. <laughs> Is there a cheese and wine? <laughs> <laughs> Wine and the the wine, I, I'll have the red one. <laughs> Fucking hell! But you know that's who we are. We are a simple, plain peasant people. Well, I was thinking to get around the whole Christmas thing. Maybe like if if we all petition to hibernate as humans and hibernate for the winter. Yeah, and you know just sleep, sleep it, sleep through it. And uh, well, it's funny since I came back from London, I feel I have been hibernating. I think it's quite cold, and you know, you, you, when you look outside, outside is looking back at you, going, "Get fucking back <sighs> in." There's no point. I wonder. Yeah, hibernating. It it, it could be pretty cool. I, I don't know. Just be kind of like the way I see it is: if you hibernated, then post hibernation, you only need you don't need as much sleep because you've already slept so much, so you would become more efficient. When you're not hibernating, I, I uh, for some reason I started watching Roy Keane <laughs> reels, and uh, it's funny, isn't it? Why is he? Why is Roy Keane funny, uh, Jack? Because he's so straight and he's not funny. Is that it? Because he's so serious. Yeah, he's not trying to be funny at all. No, which is and he's just <laughs> got uh, <laughs> and and he's and he and and whatever the the other pundit says. Yeah, he, he never agrees with anything. So you say 100%. something, and I'll say I'll say it in uh, like Roy Keane would say it, like say. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Roy Keane. So somebody would say to him like, "Yeah, but Roy, you know, he had a broken leg. Roy, how could he play with a broken leg?" <laughs> and Roy would say, "Well, you know, well, it's his job. Like we we all had. I I played with broken. Le- you know, what's the problem?" Can't you hop or something? No, that's not as good. What is it? <laughs> yeah, no, he'd say he'd say something yeah. like, um, they'd say like, oh, that that was an amazing save by the keeper. He really he really did well. He said, well, you know, it it's it's at his, it's not that good, you know. I could have saved it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, that was an amazing save, Roy. Well, you know, it, it wasn't amazing. Like, you know, he's like he's amazing. A big deal out of have it, you been you know? like a sun sunrise is amazing? You know, uh, you know. John Fashionow, uh, like saving a ball, isn't amazing. <laughs> it's his job. 
that's funny. He's already really pissed off as well. Like before, before they start off the commentary, <laughs> well, he just looks pissed off, like he doesn't want to be there. But he- yeah, but the thing I liked about Roy Keane, there was one match, and I can't. I, it might have been with Holland in the nineties. It could be Ireland against Holland, and Roy Keane had this reputation of being a hard man. Like he he was skilled, but he was also he put a hundred and ten percent of himself, if that's possible, into the game. I hate people who say, "Yeah, no, one hundred and ten percent." It's impossible. You can't put one hundred and ten percent into something. That's you know what what is it like? If you put a hundred percent, that's everything. You put everything into it. How much did you put? I did a hundred and ten percent. So you're like, okay. Well, numerically, um, <laughs> you can't you can't you can't go over a hundred percent. Okay, numerically. So the thing is. Ireland football team were playing Holland football team. <laughs> Shows you how clueless I am about football. Ireland and, FC. And so Roy Keane faced off the the wh- whichever player, and this is very early on in, in in the in the match. But he he it was like he was made of. He just he just sort of he didn't foul him, but he just stood up to him, and it was it felt like in that moment that he debollocked the whole team of Holland. They just looked at him going, fucking hell, man. It's, it's going to be 90 minutes of this fucking asshole up my ass. And uh, I think Ireland won. But it, it, yeah, I, I, I actually find him quite inspirational, Roy Keane. Yeah. You know, there's a, a lot of common sense about him. You His know? mentality is, is, mm. is great. You know, he, he seems like, I mean, obviously he's had his problems with uh, Sir Alex Ferguson and certain coaching people, but... Sir it, Alex Ferguson. Do you mean just Alex Ferguson? Well, that's his full title, okay. Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, okay, Lord you know? Jack Andrews. Yes, I am Lord Jack Andrews. Um, but he had his problems with Alex Ferguson, yeah. Yeah, but but his he, he seems like he doesn't have a huge ego, you know? I mean, he's got an ego, but he doesn't have a oh, huge yeah. one, you of know? Of course I have an ego. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. what, what kind of thing is that to say? You know, I have an ego. It's not as big as yours, but it's still there, like... <laughs> So Roy, uh, you know, I think that team played quite well, didn't they? Well, no, they didn't actually. But Roy, Roy, I mean, two of the players were were sent off. I remember playing a game and there was nobody there. Like, it didn't matter. <laughs> we just played. But how could you play a game, Roy, if there was nobody there? Well, you know, that's the, that question really says it all. <laughs> the fact that you even have to ask that, you know, we used our imaginations. I did. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have a ball growing up. <laughs> I just played with, you know, negative... Just nothing. Just playing around with an empty space. 
I don't know what your problem is. It's our job. That's what we do. <laughs> We're football players. If we don't have a ball, we play anyway. <laughs> Come on, Jack. What, what are you doing, Jack? Uh, I'm looking up. So that's his job is is a big meme. Okay. You know, so I'm looking up that's uh, the job. best that's his job memes. So there would be like a a paramedic has saved four people from a falling tree, uh saved them from impending death. Roy Keane would go, uh, Well, you know, that's his job. Yeah, well, you uh, know, that's his job, you know. You know, you wanna give him a Give him a celebration. <laughs> so, you know, you know what, so, does, what does he want? Does he want a pat on the back? He's so snake. He's so snake-like, isn't he? He just slithers up. You know, look, he's just saved. Uh, you know, people from falling. Well, you know, like uh, he's a paramedic. You know, that's his fucking job. We also love um, when Gordon Ramsay. In, what was that uh, TV show called? Boiling Point. Yes. And he was so angry and such in a state of just constant. He he was just all. Was he ever? Was he ever satisfied? No. No, no. He yeah, no. He wasn't. He was only. But why was he? Is that not a bad sign though? That the people you're working with need to be shouted at constantly. Is that not tell you that that whatever you're doing in this kitchen isn't working or you haven't rehearsed enough? Yes and no. Like, there's a bit of yes and no. Uh, Gordon Ramsay can't stand up to uh, Ricky Gervais, though. That's like his... Ricky Gervais? Uh, Gervais, yeah, sorry. Go on. Yeah, like... Uh, he can. He can't. Ricky Gervais outwitted Gordon Ramsay, I believe. Oh, you mean uh, 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 on when they were interacting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? What was that about? I don't know. I think he was just breaking down his personality or something. <laughs> was like, it? Was, oh, it, was it on a? Like, ch- was it on a chat show? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's just like, oh, look at you with your chest out and all that. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. What are you looking for, Jack? I was just looking at Roy Keane memes. But yeah, Gordon Gordon Ramsay. Uh, he's he's almost a bit like. Roy Keane in the way that he's driven so so intently on reaching one goal and it's not personal you know he'll dig people out but he's not really meaning it personally he's just so he can't understand why someone else can't do what he can do or doesn't have the drive and desire to do what he could do it's uh, a lot of times people say like the best sports people do not become great coaches because they don't have the ability to understand why oh. someone with less talent can't Very. achieve what they've achieved. Very good. I like that. Yeah. It's funny. And he's, uh, <laughs> what was that guy? Sarge. He doesn't care, Sarge. Yeah, he, what was it? He had his, uh, his say, the Sarge, your man Sarge, who's his own sh- a chef in his own right now. But before, he had a sous chef called uh, Mark. And he would just go, <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark. What's he doing, Mark? And Mark would just be like nodding along, like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Mark would be the one actually doing the work, you know, organizing the kitchen. And then Gordon is kind of looking like, there's a fucking thumbprint the size of my fucking ass. (laughs) Mark, why is he on that? Get his back, clean it, and fuck off. (laughs) Mark, he doesn't care, Mark. He just cares about his leather jacket. (laughs) He's just, he doesn't care. But there is something very exciting watching people freak out. It's the funniest thing ever. There was a, there was a the two guys on the Howard Stern show. Uh, what was their names? 
uh, fucking Sal and uh, Richard, Sal and Richard, and they'd ring up people. <laughs> they'd ring up people. You had these, you had these uh, radio shows in the United States, like swap swap meets or something. So you'd ring up. I got I got myself a uh, you know a jacket, and I'd like to swap swap it for you know a fucking. Is there? Is that? Is that? I can hear a. a, a oh, yeah, a, that's Ruby. Is she outside? Yeah. <laughs> She's freezing to death. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Intermission. <laughs> Okay, I think we should just uh, talk, Daniel. About what? Um, yeah, let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about facts. <laughs> <laughs> this is football heritage, <laughs> but that's that's different. Facts is Rafa Benitez. Yeah, I know, I know. I yeah, just yeah, wanted yeah. to. No, because I was saying football heritage, but that's Mourinho. Let's oh, talk yeah. about facts. Yeah, that's Benitez. Yeah, and he was talking about Mourinho, wasn't he? Oh yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Because Mourinho was getting in his head. Or was it Ferguson? I, I can't remember. But yeah, Benitez kind of lost it then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about facts. <laughs> so good. What are you talking about there, Lance? Rafa Benitez, his manager. Yeah, we're talking about Rafael Benitez. Okay, he, yeah, go on. He, so, sorry, yeah. Uh, just hold, on, hold, hold that thought. Yeah, hold Rafael Benitez, yeah? Yeah. Are we? Are we? Are we going? Yeah, we're, we're still going. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm just saying there is nothing to me personally. There's nothing more exciting than seeing something freak out, seeing someone freak out and lo- lose it on TV or radio. There was these two guys called Sal and Richard on the Howard Stern show, and they'd ring up this these. Uh, there was radio shows in the UK in the USA, and they were they were like swap. So you'd ring up. I've got myself, uh, you know, an old shovel, and I want to swap it for. Uh, a razor or something but these guys would ring up <laughs> Sal and Richard they'd ring up this guy and he'd try to keep he'd, uh, he'd try to keep his te- he, he, he would try desperately not to lose his temper and I think that's what, no that's what I mean it's it's so funny to see somebody who's trying to keep their shit together and then suddenly God damn fucking loses it man you know and uh, like I mean I, I listened to some of that Sal and Richard stuff and I, I fucking crying laughing you know when somebody I remember when I was a kid uh, me and I think it was Paul Dooley. We were in uh, a park, and there was a parking attendant or a guy who runs the who who operates in the park. And because we were young and we could move quickly and we could run, and this guy was so full of adrenaline, <laughs> he, he he wanted to come here, come on, lad, come here, you fucker! And he tried to catch us and he couldn't catch us. And we were just baiting this guy. We just go up to him <laughs> and he tried to catch us, and we would be crying, laughing. It is the funniest thing seeing somebody lose it, you know, who's trying to n- pretend that he's not really uh, fucking angry. Yeah, when, when they're just when they're just seething, seething with anger. I remember there was a there was a there was a I, 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 there was a fucking uh, cafe used to be called Nelly's, and there was a fucking chef in the back there, and he was seething with anger, but he'd be smiling at you. Did you ever see these passive-aggressive people? And he'd be looking at them, he'd be thinking, is this a hidden camera show? What the fuck are you so angry about, you mental patient? Rafael Benitez, what, I heard you guys talking about that earlier. What, what are you talking about? 
Now, you see, Jack and Daniel are into their football. Now, I wouldn't be into football, because, but because they are into football and I love them, I kind of, you know, don't mind it as much. Yeah, Rafael Benitez. Uh, like, who is he to he people would, he, who he don't would, care and he, don't know? He was the Liverpool manager. He won the Champions League with them in 2005. Yeah. He nearly won the Premier League. was very close. What was the miracle in Istanbul, was it? Miracle in Istanbul. Yeah. Amazing game. They came back from 3-0 behind for, uh, with uh, playing against AC Milan. Yeah, but then they lost, like, what, two years later? Two years later. Yeah. But, so I think it was actually Ferguson. So Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson, mm-hmm. he he was very good at mind games. Uh, if you ever seen uh, Ke- Kevin Keegan... Was it Kevin Keegan? Yes, it was. And uh, he was saying, I would love it. I would love it if we won. You remember that? Yeah. And and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Alex Ferris would be doing this for years. So this is like 10 years later. <laughs> and he's he's got into Benitez's head. And uh, he's he's kind of doing press conferences where he's kind of lying about certain things, like irritating Benitez. So then Benitez holds his own press conference. It's called the facts press conference. So he's like, let's talk, let's talk about facts. So he's trying to disrepute everything that Ferguson has said. But in doing so, he kind of, you know, he gave in to the game. Oh, right. You know, yeah, that Ferguson was yeah. playing, you know. So Ferguson had that really, really good, just getting into the head of his opposition. The thing is, though, um, so this is the third podcast that me... Daniel, Jack have done, and Hannah's not here. Obviously, she's in Poland. Um, what I just wanted, what I'm trying to say is, to be a good broadcaster or conversationalist or storyteller, you, I think there are people who have the ability to have a thought and to be able to articulate it in a way that is engaging and is interesting. And I, I'm, you, you know, like, I, I have a lot of fucking thoughts that pop into my head. But sometimes I don't tell them correctly. Like, I'll have a point, and rather than say the fucking thing, I'll start over here and be talking, which is no relevance or to, the, to the, what I should be talking about, or I'll start over here. And so that's the thing about being a stand-up comedian. You know, you have, uh, you know, you've got, you got 20 minutes on stage, and everything that you've been saying has been tried and tested numerous times. So, you know, when people see stand-up comedians, they think, my God, you know, wow, they're really on it. They, you know, But um, because we've been practicing those 20 minutes for about a fucking year. So are you saying you're kind of in the mind space of, I need to get my idea across as quick as possible or as well as possible, and you're still in the, I, you're still in the mind frame thinking I'm, of we i only have 20 minutes well no well okay i see what you're saying like well, no, you don't no, think that n- but you're no, but conditioned no, but, that way no but what i'm saying is that uh i'm i'm just aware of the fact that when i'm talking and i have an idea it's not coming out as pristine as i wished you know you, you know as you're used to when well, you're well, on stage well yeah because i've the things that i say on stage i've said loads of times before so they're not muddled muddled and if they are they're muddled for a reason for effect but uh, it's funny you know you know you know the way like in the morning you wake up and you have a thought and you think oh that's a nice thought and then you meet someone and then you try to share that thought with them but your brain isn't properly connected to your fucking mouth that early in the morning and you're quite shocked by 
the fact that you can't speak properly. So the, uh, there's an element to that. It's like I want to. It's like I'm a runner and I want to. I think I can run fast. And then I'm doing this podcast and I, I realize, oh, 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 I can't. I'm not running at all. I'm just about. Uh, I, I'm just you know crawling on the ground here. But I guess you know uh, it's like anything. You just have to keep doing it until you get better at it. Yes. I just want people to be aware of that fact. Listening to this, we're just. Go on, Daniel. Yeah, just like uh, rehearse the thought in your head, I guess. You know, like yeah, but you can't rehearse the thought in your head when you're in a in a situation like this. You can't think it over a few times before saying it. You just well, you can if like somebody else is talking and it gives you an opportunity. Yeah, but the problem is then if they're talking and you're not listening to them and you think about what you're going to say, which is what I do anyway. By the way, that's another thing. <laughs> you know, I, 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 actually, that's another thing. Can I just say that because I've seen myself interview people. And they're talking and clearly I'm not fucking listening and I'm just thinking about what I'm going to say next. And then and not only that, I will interrupt what they're saying. They're probably saying something more. They definitely are saying something more interesting than whatever my interjection is. And that's fucking embarrassing. I can tell you that much. I mean, because in the moment I'm not aware of it, but then you can you have this awful ability. Well, you can just look back at yourself and see yourself as others see you. And that's uh, that can be quite painful. I think uh, one of the keys of, of, of podcasting is... The though, keys to podcasting success is... Because it's long form, you know, just let go. And don't be stressed at all. Don't be panicked. Don't be rushed. Let an idea, you know, have some time to develop, you know? the A podcast is like a garden. <laughs> and your ideas are like plants. And plants need space and they need soil to grow and they need lots of nurturing and above all time and that's the great thing about podcast david you're not on stage you're not going you're not like a little fucking hamster you know you know just take time chill the fuck give your ideas space to grow you platitude bastard there's so many people putting out platitudes on fucking in- Instagram. It's amazing. You know, every day they put up something like, just because the sun doesn't rise doesn't mean the moon isn't. <laughs> oh, that, that annoys me. That annoys me <laughs> so let's, much. Let's come up with some platitudes. Come on, let's make them up. Every time a door is shut, another one opens. <laughs> even, something like, even though the mountain's so high. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Even though the mountain is so high, the clouds the can clouds still can reach still, it or something bullshit. The, just because the day is cloudy doesn't mean your face. <laughs> every, 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 every mountain. Do you ever hear like Catholic hymns, you know, in church? Oh, Jesus is the Lord. He is the Lord. He's a holy man and he knows what's best for you. It's, it's really Santa. He knows and you've been happy. Jesus Christ is Santa Claus. The more I hear about Jesus, the more I like him. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Norm, Norm, shout out to Norman Donald. Sound, yeah, yeah. It does sound like a Norm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was a chilled out dude, Jesus. Like, you know, he'd hang out and just talk to you or whatever. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. It's a very interesting point. When you say, like we talk about, um, what's his name? Having psychosis. Kanye. Kanye, Kanye West, Yee. you know Kanye West, you know thinking he's, he can make he can make uh, you know he's a great singer, he can make great sneakers, and he can say things about 
you know, in politics, no, you can't. Shut up. You're not qualified. And also, you're mentally ill. No, but the thing is, wh- what were we saying? I've, I've lost the point there. Oh, about Jesus. Um. Well, you know, when people talk about Jesus Christ and, you know, well, Jesus is all, Jesus is all around us. He's with us. He's, you know, in a, in a, it's, it's kind of like Amazon.co.uk. It's like, you know, well, that's in a way we've created Jesus. Amazon, it's, it's everywhere. We are, we are in, I mean, Amazon is, a, you know, that's the amazing thing. How, as, as, as an actual shop owner, how can you compete with something that is everywhere and is open all the time, everywhere? Everywhere there is an internet, that's your shop. Well, it's if, like, you, if you can't beat them, join them, I guess. Well, you know, but or anyway, you could try and use eBay. Um, so listen, no, my point is right that Jesus Christ. People who talk about Jesus, well, Jesus is with me, and you know these people who have a relationship with Christ, you know, that Jesus, they, they and they go on about, you know, Jesus is with me, and but if actual Jesus, if you had to live with Jesus, like you know, first day you'd open the door, oh my God, Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm you know I'm just Jesus, you know I'm 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 you I'm a man, you know I'm God as well, you know I'm, you know I'm just like you. You were made for my image. Oh, so we okay? Come on in. Sorry, come on in, Jesus. Yeah, would you like a cup? Of, you know, and Jesus, and you'd be just like, oh, you know, there is heaven, and I'm so happy. That would be day one. Day two, so Jesus, you know, yes, you know, and then day three, you'd be like, fucking Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd be like. You might, John, yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, be like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, man, what, what are you doing? What is he doing? He's, got, he's got his toes out the he's whole got time. His, he's got his fucking sandals. He's walking around in fucking sandals all the time. You've got fish. He's bringing in fish. Doesn't wash. Yeah, and I'm an alcoholic. Stop changing the fucking water into wine. <laughs> and you know, like drinking some water. You bastard! You did it again. Ah, gotcha. Sitcom idea. Sitcom idea. Living with Jesus. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a a, sh- a a movie on Netflix I believe it's like Portuguese or something it's called the the day after and it's the day after the the dinner what's that big dinner they had the last supper the last supper yeah. <laughs> the big dinner the big dinner <laughs> the big dinner you should start opening up a restaurant called the last supper in Ireland yeah, yeah but it should be called the big dinner <laughs> <laughs> the last supper. I'm come surprised in, though it's uh, opened a restaurant called The Last Supper. Yeah, they should. Yeah, yeah they should. Yeah, for people who are suicidal. <laughs> Hello, how you doing, everyone? Welcome to The Last Supper. <laughs> it's beside a cliff. <laughs> it's beside a cliff. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, you know, you know the way, like in in Switzerland, they have those places where you where they euthanasia. Where if you have a terminal disease and you want to die, you go to Switzerland. Yeah, what do you think about that? Well, well, I, I think people should have the have the right to decide when they want to end their life. In is that, that suicide? Do you think? I don't know what what is it called assisted assisted. I don't know what the actual name of it is. Anyway, assisted suicide. No, the Last Supper. Okay, I, I'm not sure if we should. Can we even talk about stuff like this? I don't know. The Last Supper. Okay, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of, and that's why we're not together. Hopefully, the next one, uh, Hannah will be back from Poland and she will tell us all the uh, news. Because I, I was talking to her. Oh, actually, we should call her on the fucking phone. Oh yeah. 
before I, we I'm go. I'm hooked up onto the Bluetooth. You are? Yeah. Or am I as well? I don't know. Yeah. 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 I can hear it. Hello? Hello. Welcome to And That's Why We're Not Together. You're here with um, me, David. Jack. And Daniel. And... <laughs> Hannah. So Hannah, um, we, we, we're just about to finish the episode, so we thought we'd give you a call just to check in. Yes, and did you get a replacement or stand in? No, we did, we me? couldn't. We couldn't replace you. I was going to ask Debo to come down, but uh, she has got problems with her dad and her mom and everything. So she'd be a good. Uh, actually, we should have Debo for one of the times. Yeah, quite funny. I think so. Yeah. Um, she's so nice. Hanya, how's it going? You, you, how's it going in Poland? Um, it's quite incredible uh, in the sense that I managed to reconnect it with the family I haven't seen for a very, very long time. And it was actually quite sweet. You know, I, I sort of forgotten about him. But they're there and it's, you know. And so they, they, are, they are your mother's relations, right? Yes, yes. Right, and and uh, a lot of them were there. Were they happy to see, and vice versa? Yeah, and and also uh, they were think they were all thinking they didn't recognize me, and they thought that I am my mom's grandchild, and they were trying to figure out who was I, and uh, and that was a, a really nice compliment. Oh, you mean that they they, ha they hadn't seen you in that long. <laughs> Yeah, so like there was some that they didn't see me for twenty years. Aww. So, so they didn't so it was, know. So was it quite was. Emo was it quite emotional? Uh, yeah, you know, it was really really sweet, and also because we went there because my other cousin he died, coming to suicide. So, and he had incredible uh, funeral in a sense, like so many people came in, so many people. Will it was send, really big. Will you send some pictures and everything? Yeah. So, but it's it, but it's very cold in Poland. A lot of a lot of snow. So what what degree? Uh, what degrees is it? Like what what is it here at the moment? Degree wise, Jack Daniel. Minus eight. Minus what? It's minus eight till minus ten at night. It's probably colder. What is it here, guys? One degree. And uh, oh, Jack! Oh, yeah, Jack hooked his uh, computer up to the uh, ATEM Mini, so we can. We can, uh, although there's no sound yet, but anyway, so we, we've connected it. Okay. Okay, um, so, so there is some problem. When, when are you coming home? Uh, I'm going on Saturday evening. Dobre, 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 mała krówka. So I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit on a different planet. Yes, I'm like, sort good, of good like, small cow. What did I say, Jack, Daniel? Very good small cow. Because well, that's what Hannah used to call. Uh, that's what Hannah used to call uh, the you boys when you were small. Malkrufka. Oh, by the way, so I got a mini DV camcorder, and I was looking over some of the DV tapes, and there's an interesting uh, one where you were going. No, well, you know your career. You, you're quite. Um, you 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 kind of lost the plot, and you think that you're better because you uh, uh, because uh, naked camera. You turned it down because you thought you were better and PJ Gallagher's doing really well and now you're not doing so well you know what I mean <laughs> and this was in 2006 oh. and then then Daniel gives some advice how to write a show I think they were, this, it was a 2006 yeah oh my god mm. oh that would be 
So I have I have I have I have a mini DV player uh, camcorder. So I'm going to transfer all the tapes onto um, oh. huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can actually look back and see. Well, uh, you know, there's well, some you know just little clips and snippets that we can put into the podcast. Okay. Okay. Do you see what I mean? Okay. Yes. 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 I'm. I'm sort of. You know, like it's. I'm usually very sort sort of like um, um, sarcastic about Poland and you know how my mom is and it, it's just a time. It is really you know like she was also telling me about you know like we were in the car. I was sitting next to her and she told me about her own childhood, about her own mom, her dad, so my grandfather, and the life she had. You know, and she is as she is because of her upbringing the way she you know she was the way her life was how hard it was so for her like she Did lives 85 years and 85 years she's like fighting for life you know did she have a good childhood so, no but that's what i'm saying it was all hard for her like her childhood was horrendous like she since she was little she's fighting for life why was why, what was so difficult about her childhood I don't know. I mean, it's, I feel like know, Joe way. Duffy now, isn't it? Is it like this? Look, <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead. And so your mother's childhood yeah, was no, very tough, and she was fighting for survival. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. You know, like she was apparently she was very sensitive soul. She was afraid of everything, and then she was on the other hand she was brave, but then she was scared of animals, barking dogs, about of everything. But why? Was, like, what really was sensitive. well? What was so difficult? Dad, and and her dad was always screaming. He was like really short-tempered, and whatever the you know, you know so she, she, he was ask her to do tasks, and then if something didn't work out, he was screaming at her, you know, blaming everyone else. Or she had like it's, it's terrible when the father it. figure in the family is abusive to the daughters. But uh, can I just say, say was was your was your mother's? Were, did they live on a farm or like were they very poor? Yeah. Yeah, they lived on the farm. Yeah, so they they weren't as poor as my dad, but oh, your dad really? Yeah, my God. My my dad was really from a poor family. And your like, dad you remembers uh, the Nazis. Yeah, my mom is you know, but they were Nazis because there was a border going beside their house. And you, he you remembers know, Nazis making fun of him. Yeah, Nazis and Russians, you know. In what did the Nazis? What did the Nazis say to your dad? Um, I'm not. I'm not. He was sure, in a, You like, were saying that he was in a forest. Oh no! That um, no, that he was in a forest, and they. Uh, what What are you looking at? And they. No, I don't remember. What did they tell? He He had to call the master. I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Something oh, like that. Yes, yes, he was made to um, to call them masters. But then again, you know, like Nazis are not all Nazis the same level. So he was telling all these different stories that it's up to the people who were there. So some of them were more friendly than the others. The others were nasty. So remember, you know, remember about the two SS guys. Remember that story? That was really interesting. Yeah. What was that? But, uh, I, I don't remember what they told him. They, what was that, Jack? They beat him up. Who beat who up, Hannah? 
My dad. He 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 just hit them. Who Hannah uh, Hannah? You know, don't you want to graduate? Because you're talking about no, uh, I, you're talking about something <laughs> that you're assuming people know the the whole story. Who beat no, who? No, I up? don't know. Jack, do you remember that story? Well, I I, I, I remember story. the story about the two SS guys. So, uh, so Jadek, our granddad from Poland, we call him Jadek. He lived on the eastern border of Poland. So, uh, the eastern border is the closest border to Russia. So, when the Russians were coming in, so the Russians were coming in. The first place in Poland was where our granddad was. There was two SS guys there who apparently weren't really with the Nazi ideology. They were just there kind of looking after themselves and they actually would sell guns to the partisans. So, you know, they were doing whatever. Who told you this, by the way? Jadek said this. And when the Russians were coming in to liberate, in air quotes, Mm. uh, Poland Poland and whatever... The Polish people, like in my granddad's area, they told the SS guys, actually, that the Russians were coming in because of the fact they sold the partisans' uh, guns. So, yeah, it does show you that, like, within the war... There was lots of stuff going on and there was intricacies and it's not completely black and white. There were lots of grey areas and uh, alliances being formed that, yeah. But what, what was this about the who got beaten up? Mama, hang on. Huh? There was another story. Yeah. There was another story. Oh, I thought this was the oh, Sorry, yeah. the, the other story was, I think, uh, Jadek's father got beaten up very badly and, like, held in uh, held in the jail, in the local jail by the uh, Nazis for, for two or three months, wasn't it? My, my dad told me that he was held by Russians... And by Nazis. So because first, who was held by Russians and Nazis? Jadek, our granddad. But you, yeah. but 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 because Jadek. But hang on a second, Hannah. Jadek was only a boy. Why would what? why would Nazis hold a boy? Yeah. Oh, Jadek. So my Jadek. So my. Oh wait a second. So not so your so you, not your dad. Your grandfather was held by the Nazis. Yeah. Yes. So my grandfather, he was first held by uh, Russians because from thirty-nine to forty-nine, uh, th- those territories were occupied by Russians, and then the Nazis came over and they took it over. So first he was held by Russians for a few months, and then it happened again. And he was held by Gestapo, actually. So why was your grandfather held by the uh, Russians? And why was he held by the Gestapo? You know, they were always looking for some, you know, there was some uh, people telling on other oh, okay, others, yeah. you know. So they were, yeah. Some, uh, you know, some, you know, um, Russians used to do, like he was telling me that Russians would come in there was like a secret police and they wouldn't investigate or anything. They would just come in and if they don't like someone or they had something on someone, they would just take the whole family or a person, not explain anything and took him away to Siberia or whatever, you know. And they torture, and they they torture would, people. As, I'm, I'm sure your grandfather was tortured, but he probably didn't say anything to your dad because no. you know, people back then, they kind of kept all that stuff to themselves. Out my, of- my grandfather was told 
if you tell anyone, you would not see the sun next day. So he did not tell anyone. And he told that story to my my father when he was um, already like 20. So like after the war. Right. So he did not say because he was really, you know, like he remembered those words that if you tell anyone, you would not see the sun next day. So people were really afraid of like a secret police and no one, you know, and even among themselves, they was afraid of sick secret police, even Russians, you know. Dobre, Hannah, um, we've been podcasting now for a while, so we're going to uh, love you and leave you. Um, <laughs> this is a real classic uh, <laughs> Irish thing to say. We're going to uh, we're going to love you and leave you. But uh, thanks a million for uh, for talking to. <laughs> Why am I talking to Hannah like she's uh, <laughs> like she's uh, I'm interviewing her. Dobre, um, okay, Hannah, okay. what are you doing this evening? Hi. I'm just going to see a, a friend of mine. And um, we're going to have a chat. Is it, I'm going to have a bottle of Is it nice being in Elblong, yeah? Uh, I don't know. It's uh, Oh, my God. Poor Elblong. Like, all the shops are closed down. There's only... The, the only shops are open. It's a sex shop. <laughs> That's a one which has got a big needs and it's thriving. And uh, hairdressers, bakeries, and few restaurants. Yeah. Everything else is closed. Um, it's it's like almost no people and a lot of snow. It's it's really sad actually. It's really deserted. Dobre, Weird. Dobre, Hannah. Hannah. Um, we, we I'll talk to you later on. Um, okay. Do you want to say goodbye to your okay. mama? Bye, Hanya. Naraja. Bye. Naraja Kruka. And, and give my love to your mom and Jadik and and okay. and um and uh, Radik and Magda. Okay. And Anya. Okay. Jinkuya, Hanya. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, there you have it. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this podcast. It's weird. <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks very much. Uh, that was episode two. Um, and Or episode three. Episode three. This was episode three, wasn't it? Yeah. Or episode two. Or we're not sure. It's, this was episode two. Or it, it, might, it might not even be an episode. <laughs> no, it might not even be an episode. Okay, so look, uh, thanks very much. Um, you know, peace and love. Goodbye, Daniel. Goodbye, Jack. See you next time. Play some outro music, Daniel. Jack. Jack. Outro music, Jack. Yeah, well, you're on the Bluetooth. Oh, right, right, right. Wait, I got it. I got it. Give me a second. Give me a second. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. Okay, so thanks very much, everyone. And uh, I'm trying to disconnect from the roadcaster. I know I'm connected. Yeah. Oh no, I'll just, Dis- uh, yeah, disconnect. I'm, dis- I'm disconnecting. Okay, folks, that was episode three. Thank you so much. We're finding our feet. We're tr- we obviously we know we're not going to hit the ground running. Also, uh, we're trying to decorate the set like a proper set so that you know when you look at it from your point of view, it's a place you actually want to be. Thank you very much, Jack and Daniel. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Yes. 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 Have you got the music? You're not meant to say, have you got the music? Well, go on, thank you. you. I'm saying thank you. Okay, thank Thank you. you, Thank Thank you, thank you, thank you. Is that it? It's very quiet. Yeah, I don't know why it's so quiet. Well, because you probably have have the... the, uh, Ah, indeed. Turn up the volume. Can we do it again? (laughs) Okay, let's do it again. Jesus Christ.
Okay. Well, it's fine. We'll okay. Just do it again. Yeah. We gotta we'll, figure we'll, it out. We'll fix it in post. Okay. Yeah. Fix no, it in post. Do it again. Do okay. It again. Just do a quick outro. Just so okay. Thank you so much, everyone. This was episode three. Uh, we're really finding our feet uh, as the you know we're trying to you know get there. Uh, I'm also you know decorating the set so that when you see it you, you'll think God that's a place I would like to hang out. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Daniel. Thank and you. Thank uh, you. hopefully we will see you uh, next week. Thank you. Yeah, keep it keep it rolling, and then but just take our take take up this down. Yeah. I wanna live, I wanna give. I've been a minor for a heart.